Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. not be Sunday, but my God, it's beautiful. Here on Saturday Draft Live in episode 172. Crazy that we've been in this show this long. Um, and I'm welcomed by none other than the gorgeous, the lovely, the dashing, the handsome, all the lovely commentary, lovely, the creme de la tarte, David Hockney. How are you doing? You know what? I think that's probably the nicest intro anybody's ever given me. And I suppose Cody Rhodes isn't using the, the dashing gimmick anymore. So it's it's got a bit of alliteration when it comes to me dashing Dave Hockney. Well, you've got the mirror on the wall there, David. Uh, Lustles would mm-hmm. see you, but you'll be checking yourself out every couple of minutes. Uh, there you go. There's a little face turn for you, David. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did like that, actually. Thank you, Ryan. You're very welcome. Before we go any further, as you know, we're now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Anchor, many more, Twitter, Instagram, Eat, Sleep, Sleep, Actually Tweet, ESSR, you know where to find us. Um, but yeah, David, thanks for uh, joining me so far and we'll go straight into it with the top three of the season. It's uh, top three of the week, sorry. And David, I'll start you off. Uh, it's uh, Solo Sokoa in third place with eight points. I will mention that the mm. top top three are all on eight points this week, so they're all joint first. So Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa, yeah. Um, staying on SmackDown this week along with Roman Reigns, which I suppose is a good thing. He's been picking up quite a few wins over Matt Riddle lately, and he was, I believe he was round two selected. No, sorry, he was round one selected overall by... Mm. Uh, Tom Brock, I believe it was, selected 13th overall. He's been doing really, really good so far. Rarely suffers a loss. Yeah, he has. Basically all over the product as part of the bloodline. It's a, a very good gain, especially when the... Um, I can't remember if the captaincy was applied to him or yeah. not, but uh, yes, either way, yes, captain. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, but yeah, huge way for, for Tom Brock to get on the board with, uh, with Big Solo, and now we know where he is standing after the draft. Doesn't look like he's changed a lot, but he doesn't really need to. He's he's a consistently good scorer, as we've seen in previous seasons as well. Even before he came up to uh, the main roster after his NXT, when he interfered in the Drew match, he's been high scoring ever since. And even before mm-hmm. then, he was doing half decently at NXT. So um, it's not a surprise to see him in first round, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, in uh, eight points is the NXT Women's Champion India Hartwell. I won't go over too much, David, but she was, if you didn't already, was called up to SmackDown, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, called up to Raw. Raw, apologies. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Indy with the belt, but regardless of that, eight points this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because it was, it was um, NXT spring breaking 
this week. So she had a title defence against Tiffany Stratton and uh, Roxanne Perez. So a, a title defence for Indy Hartwell. Big uh, big win for her. And, you know, now that she's been drafted to Raw, it's, it does make you question, you know, what they're going to do with the championship. Because, to be honest, I wasn't expecting her to get drafted, uh, given that she was a title holder. But if she's going to Raw, she'll be reunited with... Uh, Johnny, Dexter, and Candice. So I think there's going to be a, a reunion of the way on uh, on Raw going ahead, which I'm actually not against now that I say it out loud. Well, bear in mind, the other three have not been drafted to a roster yet, so that is still up for debate whether it happened or not. But um, Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see. We'll have to wait for Raw to find out about that one. But uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, more most of all. Least, last of all, we've also got uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, also in eight points, who also defended their titles last night against the Usos. Um, does that surprise you at all, or are you quite confident that was going to happen anyway? Or um, I was a bit up in the air, to be honest, because we obviously discussed that, you know, there was a Saudi show coming up next month, and needless to say, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, like don't appear on those shows for for various reasons, so I was a little bit worried about the the title defense as a whole. But it's a it's a bit, it's a good win for our Leicester League winner Matt Smith, who and I think he was very wise to pick them round one when he had the chance because I believe uh, they're one of the top scorers of the of the season so far on fifteen points. Yeah, that's overall. what the captain says as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, only second, second picked entire draft. Second, yeah. After just Rio, behind uh, Rhea Ripley, who's only scored two points so far. Which uh, it's crazy to think, but it is also a very long season, so you can't really depict, uh, predict the entire season of one week alone. But uh, mm. Dave, we'll move on talk about the season this week, and we'll just go through. I'll go through quickly the the table rankings as it stands. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see you read out these team names as well, because you know, for anybody that's not listened to the um, the selection show, like you're in for you're in for something special. In my pronunciation, we're ready to go, David, aren't we? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Right. So, last place, the former uh, panelist Scott McLeod with uh, Dorothy Mantis as a saint in three points, two points above. In 14th place, uh, on five points, Andy Mitchell. I hope I don't blow like Shane McMahon's knee. Unfortunately, I think he has so far. He has, uh, yeah. <laughs> in 12th place is uh, the boss man, our own Vince McMahon, Stephen Wilson. Ross Wilson's underappreciated in eight points. Uh, Captain Charisma, Chris Anthony Lopez, the Heartbreaker SC on nine points. Then we get to 10 points. It's yourself, David Hockney, the West End Country Club on 11 points. A position that you share with Grant McRobbie, who's also on 11 points, the Great Ocana Appreciation Society. Then we go to uh, 8 points, um, not 8 points, sorry, 8th place, you've got Team Verissa, uh, Viscera, <laughs> <laughs> Team Viscera, Gary Kellen's 15 points. Then you got the host of uh, Central, Ross McLeod, on Homosexual Chocolate, 16 points. <laughs> uh, Ross oh, Brady... <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Uh, Ross Brady, the big Ross man, on 17 points. Then you've got the top five. You've got Team Goat, obviously, David Campbell, on 19 points. Then you've got the Lean Mean Tangerine 
machine myself on 22 points. Then you got Tom Brock, the Dutch government officials, 24. And then joint first, you put Matt Smith, the booty was, and Jack Graham, three-time king of drafting, 25 points. Um, obviously, David, when you... You'll know because you were on the show hosting as well. Uh, how mm-hmm. tough it was with 14 players drafted for six rounds and try to scrape oh, yeah. 30 points and try to keep consistency. And we're still seeing 15 plus points on week one. That's eight people managed 15 points plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said in this show that for this show you want to be hitting 25 points a week, which I think obviously Matt Smith Jack have done that this week. Um, but it's interesting to see, regardless of how diluted maybe some picks were because of the amount of people drafting, that people are still hitting that mark. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a good sign for the success going forward, but again, it's only week one, so we'll just see if that continues or not. I think it's still too early to tell at this stage, but especially looking at the top 10 of the season so far, you know, you've got a lot of very sort of mid to low range picks that are starting to, to creep up on the on the board a little bit. But that's not to say, you know, the, the old reliables haven't, you know, done their bit. But what I am noticing is it looks like a bit of a listener's league takeover at the, the top of the table here. You know, former listener's league compared to yourself and our two listener's league winners are... Um, sitting comfortably above 20 points and the only contributor amongst us is the uh, the three-time kings of drafting Jack Graham who's once again found his way to the top of the board so I just want to know what his secret is if I'm being honest yeah so uh, interesting so first f- joint first listeners league joint first Jack Graham third listeners league fourth former listeners league fifth listeners league sixth listeners league it's mad. Oh, gosh. We're having a... This is how the invasion angle should have gone. Yeah. We should have a show which is Listener's League versus <laughs> the, the old... The old... Uh, the, old uh, the old guard. The old guard. The old organisation taking on the new the newbies. And there's only one way to settle it. War games! <laughs> there's, a, there's a debate chamber ready to go for our next uh, episode, guys, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, David, obviously, this is episode two of the season. We've done our kickoff. We're into week one. Let's do some analysis. Yes. Yes. And so, our analysis is going to our analysis is going to be specifically on the listeners' league as well. Yes. So let's go to listeners' first. Um, I just want to have a quick look. So, without you looking at the, the most packed wrestlers' listeners' league, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be the most packed? Bear in mind, it's Listener's League. Yeah. Well, it's got to be somebody in round one. So, if I was to hazard a guess, Rare Ripley. Oh, you're absolutely spot on because there's 16 people packed Rare Ripley. Uh, oh, that's like a field. That, yeah, how, how many competitors is that? There's 30, 32. 31. 31. 30, 32. Oh, oh, no, yeah, sorry. 32, yeah. Yeah, 32. Uh, so, yeah, half the field. Um, and then going from that, NGF picked eight times as well as Adam Cole. And then you've got FCR, Becky mm-hmm. Lynch, Brett Baker, six going down after that. Um, just try to see if there's anyone that wasn't picked. 
Bianca Belair wasn't picked. It's crazy. Yeah, but nuts. Uh, it's unfortunate because the spreadsheet isn't that just telling me who wasn't picked. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget we need to do uh, we need to do some listeners' big standings as well because we have a an update to not just the the league standings, but we also have an update on the listeners' league cup as well. Of course, of course. Uh, would you like to go through the top five of the week and then we'll start explaining the cup? Yeah, absolutely. So, top five of the week. Uh, we have a joint fifth on two listeners league veterans here. We have Robert Shaw uh, and Michael Clottier. Uh, Michael Clottier, mid-table mediocrity. And Robert Shaw, no longer the draft bastards, but instead just Monday Night Shaw on I like that. points apiece. <laughs> Uh, yeah, both these guys, listeners league veterans. Uh, Michael Clotty's mid table mediocrity is anything but that at the minute. He's currently in the top five so far, so he's more uh, main event mediocrity at this point. So, fourth place, uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick, another listeners league veteran. Top two top guys, two Bretts, two Adams, and a Samoan walking to a bar on 23 points. Then we have Mike Nunn and the Sports Entertainers on 25 points. Mike Angus with Mad Dog's Lucky Dip on 26 points, but just one point ahead. And it's a very tight uh, first week of the Listeners League so far. We have Simon with Riddle Me This on 27 points. So it's uh, like the end of the Listeners League last season. We're already uh, having a very tight competition so far. But Simon currently sits at the top of the table, large in part to Solo Sokoa, his team captain, scoring 16 points overall. But it's worth mentioning that all his picks have got on the board with scoring as well. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Matt Riddle, Wesley, the acclaimed, and Britt Baker. A very diverse selection, dare I say, you know, venturing from main roster, one NXT representative, and two AEW representation. Well, I'll also emphasize it's just Simon. We don't have a surname. His name's just Simon. Yeah, we'll just call him Simon. Yeah, Just Simon. We'll emphasize it's just Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll also I'll also mention uh, two of uh, Simon's picks for mine. So God bless him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. very good choice. Uh, I also want to say that Robert fucking Shaw uh, with Monday Night Shaw, uh, his high scorer is Indy Hartwell this week. His captain's also he's one of the sixteen people that picked Rhea Ripley, but she's only on two points this week. Uh, but I will add the his last round pick is Bron Breaker who. I've also got on my team. So my once former tag team partners uh, learning from the best here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's very early on, so we don't want to go predicting who's going to continue it and who's going to fall f- flat, David. But um, we'll uh, go on to the Listeners League Cup, shall we? Yes, let's not forget the Listeners League Cup. Okay. So... If you remember last season, for those that participated, we had a, a bit of a, a knockout tournament uh, to promote WrestleMania season. And whoever had the most points at the end of the league would uh, join the Contributors League. And there was also the added stipulation that if they were the top scorers in the rankings that we just went through, they would also get to draft first. That wasn't the case, unfortunately. You know, Ross Brady won the, the rankings overall but it was Matt Smith who won the first Listeners League Cup, so hence why they're both in the draft this season. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But this time around, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, this time, we're operating a Champions League format. So basically, our participants, our 32 participants, have been split into eight groups of four. And they will face each other uh, in six different, what we like to call, match days up to the transfer window. So the first one's already been and went. And they will face each other. Whoever wins in terms of point scoring in that particular week will win three points. Uh, the other person gets zero. And if it's a tie, it will go to one point. The two scorers in each group with the most points after the six match days uh, will go through to the knockout stage. So we'll narrow it down from 32 to 16 following the transfer window. And if two, any, in any case, if two players have the same points, uh, by the end of match day six, then the tiebreaker will be determined by overall ranking score on the in the standings. Yeah, uh, I think it's very interesting, obviously, David, because it's uh, it's thirty two players. I see so it's a clean eight groups. Four, there's no mm. sudden death. Nice tidy number. Group of death. There's no like three team group and a five team group. And like it's a clean fours all round. Um, mm-hmm. which works out this season, but we'll see how it continues on. But I like this format, yeah. honestly. Um, uh-huh. yeah. It adds for a bit more so, variety. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm going to do a bit more group analysis on uh, ESSR Central this week. We do have a dedicated Saturday Draft Live section on Central going forward. So we'll analyse who's in which group specifically and where the the standings are at the minute and what our scheduled match days are going to be. So... Match day one uh, was was this week. And so far, Ross McClucky, Jonathan Napier, Mike Angus, Lachlan Hyatt, Johnny Adam, Gary Morris, Simon, Mike Nunn, Andy Springer, Anthony Fitzpatrick, Colin Blackburn, Stuart Cowie, Michael Clottier, John Sly, Scotty and Robert fucking Shaw have all scored points after the first match day. So very reflective of the, the main standings at the Zero minute. Draws, but as... Yeah, as the match days progress, you know, we'll see a bit of yo-yoing going around uh, in terms of the standings. But I have, to say, I have to admit, I'm really a big fan of this Champions League format. You know, it breaks up, uh, it breaks up, you know, the our participants into specific groups. So there's no, the listeners league standing isn't just the same set of people all the time. What I like about this format, I'm always straight, David, is that it, the Listeners League, importantly, from what I remember playing it, is that you had to be consistent. You can't have bad weeks. Like, you can mm-hmm. be someday top three the entire season, right? But see if you have a bad week. Someday that's not doing so well will beat you. And then that completely shifts the format of your group. Like, you could perform very well in the main league, but you could tank in these groups because that one or two weeks you fall flat and somebody punishes you for it. So it's given other people who are competing in a high level in a different way are a bit more consistent. Might not be top scorers, but they're consistent 
and they mm-hmm. can perform and uh, get through in this format as opposed to the, uh, the league table. So I think it adds a completely different dynamic to the Listers League and I completely welcome it, honestly. I, it's all about the consistency here and I'm looking at the... Referring back to the selections of wrestlers and stuff, I think a lot of people are relying on Rhea Ripley to be uh, a big scorer for them. Although I'm kind of surprised to see that Cody Rhodes, who was a uh, second round pick, or no, sorry, um, second pick overall last season, he's only been picked four times out of the listeners league. Michael Cotier, Bertie Wanless, Mike Nunn and Stuart Cowie have all selected him. It's crazy, man. So do you reckon that, you know, given his... Uh, the fallout from WrestleMania, people have started to go a little bit cold on him. I think it's more we don't know what the, like obviously there's bigger plans and what they do when they record they since they didn't beat Roman, but people don't really know what that is yet. Does does he reface Roman at some point? SummerSlam? Mania? Does he get the does he win the new belt? Like we generally don't know what he's gonna be doing. Going from the draft the like last night they've separated him from Roman into different brands. With Cody on the roll with the new belt, so that's potentially where they're going. But other than that, we didn't know that at all before when we were drafted and before the the roll last week or this week. Sorry, so we there was no direction in that sense. There was no clear cut choice. Whereas people like Rhea, you knew what Rhea was doing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not. Although let's bear in mind as well, Bianca Belair was drafted to SmackDown as well. So, and she's still Raw Women's Champion. So, yeah, who's to say, like, you know, Rhea goes to Raw along with the rest of Judgment Day and they, they just do another title swap? Yeah, I can see that as well. I can see that. But again, yeah, but, we don't know. I mean, the, the actual WWE draft is probably going to make things more interesting given that people are, you know, it's, it's, the, it's effectively the start of our fantasy draft. And the actual draft is... Uh, has already shook things up for a lot of people. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, David, you're not going to take any specifics that have caught your eye about the, the draft last night? Um, I think it was the one thing that caught my attention mainly was the, the NXT selections. So both the women, the NXT women's champion, Indy Hartwell, which we've already dis- discussed, is now on Raw. And Alba Fire and Isla Dawn have also been drafted to SmackDown which I thought was quite an interesting selection given that I suppose WWE does need more women's tag teams on the main roster, but where does that leave NXT a little bit? Because I think outside of uh, Casey Squared and honestly, I can't name any other women's tag teams because you've had the... Kiana and Chance. Kiana James and... Yeah, yeah, Chance and Carter. Then you've got Kiana James and Fallon Henley, but they're having a bit of a a tiff at the minute. Toxic Attraction is dead and buried, practically. I mean, you're not really spot for choice when it comes to women's tag champions in NXT now, but does that mean Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are going to drop the titles as well, having gone up to SmackDown? If it looks like it might affect, uh, it might affect a few people. I think they have to. They have to leave the belt. I think that's the one problem with the, the... in quotation marks, promotion to uh, the SmackDown or Raw. Uh, I think the belts can't come with them. NXT need their belts mm. on television. And I think it's going to punish the people that picked them this season. Uh, Indy Hartwell mm. was picked by, uh, I want to say Ross. 
yeah, so Ross Ross picked Indy round two. So that can affect chances and points. Um, Robert Shaw and Lachlan Hyatt of the Listeners League have also picked Indy Hartwell. Yeah, it's, it's going to but punish some picked, a bit. Nobody aside from uh, only one... Alba Fire and Isla Dawn weren't selected in the Listeners League selection. It looks like just Andy Mitchell picked them up. Yeah, my heart, my heart. That's the thing. Like when we're drafting, when we were drafting, there was none of this. There's no tells who's going to go where. We didn't have this information. You see, you see people with gold, and you pick them, and then things like this happen, and it's it's unfortunate, but it's a long season. It's going to punish you. Uh, we'll just we'll have to see what. Um, they've also got big plans for them after going to SmackDown, but we just don't know where they are yet, and mm-hmm. how that impacts the draft. We honestly don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward because Andy, I think, was relying on Fire and Don to get him at least some points, title defense wise. But yeah. he's sitting at the bottom of the table, and it looks like they're going to drop the titles, having been drafted to SmackDown. So where where they go from there is is really anybody's guess. Yeah, um, I can imagine them being in the title picture quickly, but whether either whether they win it or not, I'm not too sure. But mm. going back to what I was saying, this is two round two picks. These are picks that you're relying on for big punches for points in these long seasons, and it's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Going, um, going back to the drafts, is there any other picks that catch your eye with uh, big changes? Uh, you've got Bianca Belair going from Raw to SmackDown. You've got Bobby Lashley going to SmackDown. Uh, damage control goes to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Profits are stayed together. Um, yep. Imperium have taken the Intercontinental Championship to Raw. Raw. Uh, so that means uh, Austin Theory will likely go to SmackDown. Likely. But also, I also noticed that Drew was drafted to Raw, and we discussed this on Central as well. It's so for our big question of Central this week, which is now on our community page, uh, you can get involved with this, the discussion there. My prediction was that Drew could potentially be the new World Heavyweight Champion, uh, assuming that he has a heel turn as well. Because if he returns to the Scottish psychopath, uh, given that you know he hasn't he hasn't reappeared since WrestleMania, he's going through he's going through the. The, the works with contract negotiations at the minute but if he does settle on something I reckon if he turns heel he is in a good position to be the new world heavyweight champion see the thing the thing is I said Rollins I think Rollins is a clear favourite right but the more I hear about the true idea of turning heel I love it when it was mm. first mentioned by was it the GOAT mentioned it on Central I hated it. I hated the idea. I just didn't like it. It didn't click. But the more people talk about it, I'm like, do you know that would be pretty sexy. I'd like that. <laughs> a, mm-hmm. a big hairy bastard coming. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you know what? I think if they if in the negotiations, you know, they say, all right, say what we'll, we'll book you to become the new world heavyweight champion to, to sweep the deal maybe a little bit. And you know, he'll finally get that title win in front of, of an audience which he thoroughly deserved. And in a, 
I mean, albeit it could be, it'll be on a Saudi Arabia show, but it is still a pretty damn big crowd. Definitely, definitely. Um, is there any? Is there anybody else you think's in the picture that could score points for someone in this season? Uh, I know mm. some have been discussed in the, uh, that discussion, like Baller. Uh, is there anyone else you think are outside the chance? Uh, the only other one that really sticks out is Bobby Lashley, but uh, then again, he was drafted to SmackDown, yeah. so he's he's not going to be in contention for the World Heavyweight title. Nakamura, now, Ross had selected Shinsuke Nakamura as his team captain, uh, and he was drafted to Raw as well, so he could be in contention for a World Heavyweight title opportunity as well. So that's one to keep my eye on, but I'm not going to be holding my breath on Nakamura yeah. becoming the world champion at this that's point. The kind of outside choices I think you have a lot going forward. Uh, you've got Sheamus. Mm-hmm. You've got Balor, of course, you mentioned. Like maybe someone like Strowman, I doubt it. Um, other than that, Brock Lesnar, I maybe he's, technically. I think he's. I think he's firmly in the tag division now. Braun yeah. Strowman. Other than that, I don't see anybody else. I think they're your main contenders, really. Maybe mm-hmm. Austin Theory, if there's like shenanigans with the draft. But I think mm-hmm. that's it. That's it, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Gunther with it, honestly, but uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Give me Gunther. Give me yeah. my captain. Roman can evolve one, but it's a lot of belts. Gunther can have the other half. I will fully welcome it. Fully welcome it. It gets to the point where there's just one belt for one person, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, tell you what, I wouldn't be against the idea of Gunther becoming the new world heavyweight champion either. Oh, definitely not, definitely not. I'm all for it. Chops all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, who chose Gunther? Was it Scott? Well, I chose Gunther. Oh, you did? I followed you. Followed yeah. I'm just mixing up my, my co-host and former co-host. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Gunther was a slower week this week. Oh, he's still on zero, unfortunately. I think he's just taken a bit of a bit of a rest at this point after, which annoyingly he did retain the Intercontinental title, but it was before scoring started. Yeah. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but, you know, I, I, that'll be short-lived. He'll, he'll be back in no time. Yeah. Uh, looking at other zero partners over here, David, you've got Gallus, Malachi Black, mm. Adam Page, Candice LeRae, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Asuka, Imperium, Roxanne Perez. Um, obviously, we're only one weekend, so it doesn't really matter too much. But I just wanted to point out these are the people that haven't been on television at all. And I just hope for their sakes that it's a, a one-off, David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's still still way too early to tell at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um We'll maybe start wrapping up a little bit, David, but is there anything else you want to discuss on here before we go off the air? Uh, not at this stage, but I think we do need to address our listeners' league team to beat as well. Because obviously us, as the SDL hosts, have all picked uh, our own listeners' league-style teams from the selection process. And at the yeah. minute, I am sitting at the top of the table out of the four of us with 19 points uh, Ryan you're at the bottom on 10 points 
our new addition, Stephen, has 16 and Jack is on 12. So we're pretty much spread across the board at this point. I think, for me and Jack at least, our actual team's doing better than our actual cheat code Listener League team. <laughs> uh, it's the same year, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because I, I picked half of my team was my pick, so I picked the wrong half of my team. <laughs> yeah, uh, but ever, ever, I think I think it was yourself that won it last time, David. If I'm mm-hmm. remember checking the stats earlier, I, I've done once before, uh, but hopefully we can show that we can play our part in this league as well. Obviously, I've I've won the last league before. Um, Oh, there's Stephen there. Thank you, David. Um, we've got to prove that we can hang with the listeners. Oh, yeah, definitely. But a lot, I've said this before in the past, David. Like A lot of people see the listeners' league as like a, a B-list, a championship team, not a Premier League league, right? But it's a different game you're playing. It's a completely different game you're playing. It can be easier in a lot of aspects, but you've got to remember that you're you have to abuse every angle because you can't score 25 points a week in Arsenal's league. You've got to be scoring 40. Mm. And if you if you miss a, a week, it hurts. Like, if you only score 20 one week, people just race past you. You could, mm. you could be in top week four, but week eight, you're mid-table. Like, it's that competitive and there's a lot more players. There's 32 this season. So, um Whoever ends up doing well this season, hands up to you, well done, because honestly you've earned it, because it's a hard league, and I fully, fully <laughs> sympathise with people that are trying their best and not doing well there. Uh, but I David, sorry, what were you going to say there, David? I was just going to say, uh, no, I, I agree. Well, David, I think we maybe wrap this and I'll also show up. Hopefully that was enough stats for David Campbell there. Uh, thank you, my lovely David, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, there we go. I'm going from, from being mean to being seductive. I feel slightly grossed out now. <laughs> Just wait till next episode. Um, no, please don't. Please, please don't call me like a scrumptious little jam tart or whatever. Like, we're not Excalibur and William Regal here. <laughs> My little, uh, my little bourbon, but less bit bourbon stop it. is better. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> but I've been your host, Ryan Oglish. This has been David Hockney. Enjoy the rest of Saturday. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.